जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्ला जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय गोपी जनवल्ला जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय यशोदानंदना जय यमुना तीरवनचारी जय कुंज विहारी जय राधा माधव जय कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे हरे Hare 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 Rama 
राम राम हरे हरे चंजीराधे जय जगन्नाथ जय जगन्नाथ जय बलदेव जय सुभद्रा जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय गौरानीताय जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुदीर अष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत भगवतीतमश्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टुखी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चैप्टर नाइन टेक्स्ट ट्वेलव अहो कष्ट अहो अन्यम यदुम धर्म नंदन जीवित नाहत क्लिष्ट विप्रधर्मच्युतश्रय अहो कष्ट अहो न्यान्यम यदुम धर्म नंदन जीवित नाहत क्लिष्ट विप्रधर्मच्युतश्रय अहो कष्ट अहो नान्यम यद्यूत 
జీవితం నార్హత క్లిష్టం విప్రధర్మాచ్యుతాశ్రయ అహో కష్టం అహో న్యాన్యం యద్యూయం ధర్మనందన అహో కష్టం అహో న్యాన్యం యద్యూయం ధర్మనందన జీవితర్హత క్లిష్టం విప్రధర్మాచ్యుతాశ్రయ ట్రాన్స్లిటరేషన్ అహో ఓ కష్టం వాట్ టెరిబుల్ సఫరింగ్స్ అహో ఓ అన్యయం వాట్ టెరిబుల్ ఇన్జస్టిస్ యత్ బికాస్ యూయం all of you good souls dharmanandanaha sons of religion personified jeevitum to remain alive na never arhata deserve klishtam suffering vipra brahmanas dharma piety అచ్యుత గాడ్ ఆశ్రయ బీంగ్ ప్రొటెక్టెడ్ బై ట్రాన్స్లేషన్ భీష్మదేవ్ సెడ్ ఓ వాట్ టెరిబుల్ సఫరింగ్స్ అండ్ వాట్ టెరిబుల్ ఇన్జస్టిస్ ఇన్జస్టిసెస్ యూ గుడ్ సోల్స్ సఫర్ ఫర్ బీయింగ్ ద సన్స్ ఆఫ్ రిలీజన్ పర్సానిఫైడ్ యూ డిడ్ నాట్ డిజర్వ్ టు రిమెయిన్ అలైవ్ అండర్ దోస్ ట్రిబ్యులేషన్స్ yet you are protected by the brahmanas god and religion parpat marad yudhishthira was disturbed due to the great massacre in the battle of kurukshetra bhishma dev could understand this and therefore he spoke first of the terrible sufferings of maharaja yudhishthira he was put into difficulty by injustice only and the battle of kurukshetra was fought just to counteract this injustice therefore he should not regret this great massacre he wanted to point out particularly that they were always protected by the brahmanas the lord and religious principles as long as they were protected by these three important items there was no cause of disappointment thus bhishma dev encouraged maharaja yudhishthira to dissipate his despondency as long as a person is fully in cooperation with the wishes of the lord guided by the bona fide brahmanas and vaishnavas and strictly following religious principles one has no cause for despondency however trying the circumstances of life bhishma dev as one of the authorities in the line wanted to impress this point upon the pandavas om agyanati mirandasya gyanajana shalakaya chakshur unminitam yanam tasmay shri guruve namaha so actually if you see in the context bhishma dev in this shloka is actually addressing yudhishthira maharaj and why is it so because 
because of the Mahabharata war, lot of soldiers on both sides had to get slain. Uh, and it so happened that Bhishma Dev is Pitamaha for all the sons of Panduhu. So as a natural affection he has for all of them, he is actually addressing them, you know, and he knows they are stalwart Vaishnavas themselves. But as a natural affection he has for the sons of Pandu, he addresses Maharaja Yudhishthira of this terrible suffering. And Bhishma Dev is actually not an ordinary Vaishnava. He is, one of, he is a stalwart Vaishnava. And we can see why. In fact, when Yudhishthira Maharaj comes to actually go and meet Bhishma Dev, Bhishma Pitamaha, Lord Krishna is also there along with him. All the Pandavas are also there, actually. And Bhishma Dev, of course, he also advises Yudhishthira Maharaj. Yudhishthira Maharaj is no less than the son of Dharma. And one important thing it is said that when we are protected by those under by Brahmana's God and religion, it is said in it is said in Shastra that uh, Dharma Rakshati Rakshitaha, which means Dharma protects those who uphold Dharma. This is actually the most important principle of Vedic philosophy. We as Vaishnavas or Brahmanas and many other people who follow Vedic culture and tradition, some may be Vaishnavas, some may not be Vaishnavas, but as long as they are upholding and following Dharma, we should respect them. Because without them, Dharma will not survive and this world will not survive. That is why even Bhishma Dev says, by protected by Brahmanas, Bhagavan and religion. So this is a very important aspect. In today's world, many people choose not to uphold Dharma or follow principles of Dharma. And because of the influence of Kali Yuga, people go into other aspects. And because of that, other reactions happen. But one important thing which Bhishma Dev advises here is that in spite of, there is no cause of despondency because even for Yudhishthira and the Pandavas as we know, everyone on both sides of the war is killed. Majority, I would say 95% everyone is gone. So there is a pain, there is a grief. But what he is advising as, to Vaishnavas as the Yudhishthira and the Pandavas is however trying the circumstances of life is, you know, one should always uphold dharma. So actually, the if you look at Bhishma Parva, which is actually the, the section in Mahabharata itself, which talks about this whole uh, aspect of conversation of Bhishma Dev to Yudhishthira and Bhagavad Gita is spoken, is actually in Bhishma Parva. And actually when Yudhishthira though Bhagavatam is just a condensed aspect of this conversation, Yudhishthira actually goes and meets uh, Bhishma Pitama and he asks him the question, Kimekam daivatam loke kimva piekam parayanam stuantapkam kamarchanam prapyonadaryurachutam ko dharma sarva dharmanam paramomatamo mataha kim japan mutye de jantur janma samsara bandhanat he actually asked this question to Bhishma Pitamaha. Bhishma Pitamaha is lying on the bed of arrows and he looks immediately at Lord Krishna because he knows the answer to this question is to be given none other than Lord Krishna himself. 
But Bhagwan looks at Bhishma Pitama because he knows how of a stalwart devotee he is. We cannot even, we can only aspire to maybe have 1% of his quality. But we can never become equal or greater than him. <laughs> he is so stalwart. So the question actually which Yudhishthira asks is, to Bhishma Pitama, is who is the Bhagawan I should worship? Kimekam Daivatam Loke. You know, he says, how should I worship him? And how, what, in what way I should worship him to attain this salvation and moksham? Because when Yudhishthira goes to meet Bhishma Pitama, he is waiting to quit his body. Bhishma Pitama doesn't need to quit. Yes, people think that Bhishma Pitama waited till Uttarana to quit. Bhishma Pitama can quit his body any day and he will go to Bhagawan's award. <laughs> this is an example for us what he is showing. How many of us can compose thousand names of Bhagawan lying on a death bed of arrows? We cannot even compose one. And out of love, you cannot compose. When life is about to leave, one has to have that love to chant. So to, to compose Bhagawan's names out of love is not an ordinary person. That is why when, when Yudhishthira asked this question, he actually Krishna looks back at Bhishma Pitamaha saying, you are the right person to answer this. Though he knows who is the answer for it. He says, he asked the question, which dharma is so great, which is none then greater? And what should be chanted to create bondage from this samsara? So then Bhishma Pitama answers, Jagat Prabhum Deva Devam Anantam Purushottamam. He says, this Purusha who is the one who has no end, you know, he is the Lord of the universe. He looks at Lord Krishna. And he says, he is the Bhagawan. He has no time, no bondage of life. Then he says, Tameva charcha yannityam bhakta avyayam dhayam stuvan namaschacha yajamanashtramevacha. So, you know, he explains this. He says, one who worships and prays to Bhagawan, Sri Krishna, without any fail, this is the person we should aspire to be. In fact, so you can understand the imagine all Pandavas are coming and uh, Yudhishthira is asking this question and Bhishma Pitama is answering this. Then he says, <coughs> Paramam yo mahat teja, paramam yo mahat brahma, paramam yo mahat brahma, paramam yo parayanam, pavitranam pavitram yo mangalanam cha mangalam, daivatam daivatanam cha bhutanam avyayapitaha. It basically means that, you know, the dharma, this is the chanting Bhagawan's names, is actually what the dharma is. Worshipping him and surrendering our fruits to him, he is that person who we should worship. And that is how he actually composes, with after he explains this, and he tells, I shall teach you without fail all these names of Bhagawan Krishna. Which is, which, is, which is combined with all the wonderful qualities of him, which everyone is singing. And by singing this, you can attain perfection. This is how actually Bhishma Dev first answers to this question of Yudhishthira, and then he composes, uh, you know, Vishnu Sahasramam. And of course, he says, uh, you know, it says that Shiro Dan Pradavesha Sushichana Maulikanam Spatamanika Surabhai Rabhai Rathai so he says, Mukunda, he wears a body which has pearls made of spatika. He sits on a throne of garlands. You know, 
he sleeps in an ocean of milk. You know, his air has a soul. The lotus comes out of his navel. Bhishma Dev explains. Imagine when you grow a flower in a soil and you know the soil has a fragrance. Imagine the navel of Bhagawan, how fragrant it should be to emanate a lotus from it. This is the bhavam which Bhishma Pitamava explains. Bhishma Pitamava should not be considered some kind of an ordinary devotee. <laughs> you know, to think like this, one has to be thinking constantly. If we get one arrow prick, we cry. Imagine the kind of arrows he had. And he is able to talk about the beauty of Bhagavan. Then he says, I bow before Lord Vishnu, who is personification of priests. He sleeps on his folded arms. As I said, he has a lotus of belly. He is Sarva Deva Deva. He is everyone's God, who is the basis of the sky, the earth. He says, Shanta Karam Bhujashanam Padmanabham Suresham Vishwadaram Gagana Sadrusham Megavarnam Subhangam, who is basically the color of the cloud. Lakshmi Kantam Kamalanayanam Yogi Vidhadhyatanam Vande Vishnum Bhavayaharam Sarvalokaikanatham. He basically kills the worries of this whole world. You know, Megashyama Pita Kosteya Vasam Punyo Pitam Pundarikaksayatham, who is basically wearing yellow silk, who has Srivatsa mark on his chest, whose limbs shine because of Kaustubamuni, whose eyes are like a lotus, and who is surrounded always by his bhaktas. Then he says, Sashanga Chakram Sakita Kundalam Sahasra Vaksham Stalashobi Kaustibhavam. He is a crown. He wears ear lobes. I mean, we see, you know, deity of Lord Krishna. If you see how Bhagwan is dressed today, you can see he has a garlanded chest. You know, Chayayam Parichadasya Hemasimmasanopari. So he says, I seek refuge in Lord Krishna who is with Rukmani and Satyabhama who sits on a golden throne in the shade of Parijata tree. Parijata is a wonderful tree actually. I know people from India may have seen it here. It is very difficult to grow, but it has a fragrance which is not it is not earthly. It is a heavenly fragrance. Uh, and it is very dear to Lord Krishna actually. Uh, you know, who, and he says, Bhagwan's as we know, the complexion is like a black cloud. His face is like a moon. He has four hands and his chest adorned by Srivatsa mark. So this is the explanation. Even before giving the Vishnu Sahasranam names, Bhishma Dev describes Lord Krishna just like this. This is the affection he had for Lord Krishna. Actually, this is now we understand if, if, if a Bhakta has so much affection for Bhagavan, one can understand why Lord Krishna decided to get down of the chariot. We can call ourselves aspiring devotees or bhaktas. <laughs> you know, but he cannot, he will not come down for us that way. <laughs> he will send through other people. For him to be specifically coming down from a chariot, it shows how dear he is to Bhishma Pitama. This is the affection. Bhagwan actually has affection for all of us. This is the one, this is the beauty and quality of Bhagwan Sri Krishna. He does not not just every jivatma, not just a human being, a plant, animal. He is love for all of us. As he says in Bhagavad Gita, 
ಅಹಂ ಬೀಜ ಪ್ರಜಾಪಿತ ಸರ್ವಯೋನೇಶು ಕೌಂತೆಯ ಈಸ್ ಅ ಸೀಡ್ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ಫಾದರ್ ಸೊ ಈ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಲವ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಸ್ ಬಟ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಜೀವಾತ್ಮಸ್ ಟೆನ್ ಟು ಇಗ್ನೋರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ದ ಫಾದರ್ಸ್ ಲವ್ ಬಟ್ ಹಿ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ವಾಂಟ್ಸ್ ಟು ಹೆಲ್ಪ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಸ್ ಒನ್ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಯು ನೋ ಫಾಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಇಸ್ ಟಾಕ್ ಇಫ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ನೋ ಬಟ್ there was uh, two days ago it was uh, panchami it was called garuda panchami right garuda if you if we look at the past time the leela of garuda how he was born right and how he became the the carrier of bhagwan so kashyapa had actually two wives he had many wives uh, from manu but two of his wives were there kadru and vinita and it so happened that both wanted children and if we see what happened is uh, kadru prayed to kashyapa muni that i want to have a thousand powerful sons and of course there is always competition between they both are siblings so you know she prayed to kashyapa that i want to have two sons who are greater than even my sister's sons so as so be it as it is providence for the creation uh, and ordained by brahma and kashyapa so uh, kadru has basically 1000 snakes she has snakes as her sons the naga dev all the nagas are her sons and it so happens that uh, the uh, uh, vinita gives birth to two eggs actually and what happens is she waits for 500 years the egg doesn't nothing no child doesn't come out she doesn't know what to do so she actually out of impatience she breaks the egg and actually comes out of it is aruna you know who is the charioter of <laughs> the sun is the sun if you see or if you go to jagannath temple puri you will see aruna who is sitting as a stambham actually so he comes half way and he basically says mother you are so impatient that because of your impatience i am only half born so i curse you that you will become a slave uh, but of course i mean he says that if you wait for another 500 years when my brother is fully developed he will give you the deliverance actually so so he says so and in the course of this what happens is uh, kadru's sons of course they are all snakes they are nagas and they are growing and once there is a conversation between kadru and vinita and it so happens that uh, uchaishwara who is the heavenly horse of indra he is roaming around so you know because it's a uchaishwara is a, is a spotless white horse spotless actually unblemished so as vinita and kadru are talking because of a particular angle and shadow of the day it's like the tail of the horse like uh, looks like uh, vinita says the horse is fully unblemished kadru looks at it and for a moment her eyes get deceived and she says no no the tail of the horse is actually black but then after some time she says okay go let's check it out to make sure you know and the bet is basically if whoever is wrong will become slave of the other kadru realizes the problem what she has said because she then realizes her folly her sons tell her so she goes and tells her sons that do something to make sure that this tail becomes black the snakes they realize that this is not right basically because of the fact that uh, they have to do something which is against dharma uh, so they 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 decline what uh, to do what the mother is saying so then kadru basically curses them that basically you will all go perish in the fire 
so uh, immediately as soon as possible the moment she says this uh, uh, you know brahma also knows that the snakes are causing a lot of havoc because of the poison and everything so he also says tathastu and so is kashyapa uh, but then uh, kadru becomes a little bit uh, sad because it's her sons after all you know it doesn't matter they are sons and creating havoc so she prays for deliverance please help so it's okay not all of them will go so the context of that is actually when you see in the final start of kaliyuga when takshaka comes you know uh, in ambarisha mara's story right basically uh, at that time all the snakes are falling into the sacrificial fire that's what happens actually a lot of them get perished there but of course the snakes then decide to do the mother's bidding and they cover the horse tail so it becomes black so then obviously vinita has lost the bet uh, so she becomes a slave now 500 years later garuda is born the moment garuda is born he is not an ordinary bird i mean there's a lot of wonderful shlokas to describe garuda it says garuda makile garuda makile veda niduram dishat pidna utkanti kaakunta vaikunta piti krutaskanda mide so it describes the splendor of garuda itself so but of course the moment garuda is born he realizes he used to be a slave so he keeps serving uh, kadru all along in the snakes and it so happens once they go into the uh, you know their job of garuda is basically to transport all these snakes on his back and take them everywhere so once so happens that he takes uh, you know these snakes towards a particular island and they get they quench their thirst they do everything garuda asks his mother what is the reason for this why am i to be a slave like this so vinita explains the story so he he says i am done with this uh, you know uh, being a slave so he goes and asks the snakes he says i want to get rid of myself and my mother out of slavery what should i do the snakes they said there is amrita which is present in heavens we want you to procure that for us so garuda says okay great i will do this this is an actor of immortality which indra is guarding in devaloka and of course there is a reason no one wants to give it to snakes because if you give it to snakes you can understand they will be creating havoc for eternity <laughs> so this is what happens so uh, garuda takes blessing from his mother and he takes a blessing from kashyapa i'm just shortening the the whole leela itself and it so happens that uh, he goes he fights all the devadas already see him the moment they see him they can realize who is coming uh, indra actually hurls his thunderbolt vajrayudha but what garuda does is he says i know you you cannot defeat me anyway but out of respect for dadichi muni because his from his bones is where the vajrayudha is formed i will shed a feather so he actually just allows one feather to be cut actually so that's why suparna is the another word of garuda actually there are another 100 names of garuda itself so it so happens so then finally he defeats all the devatas and he goes to a place where this nectar is actually stored and it is a very complicated scheme where uh, you know there is a you can say the best way like a trap wheel where there are multiple blades and everything and there are two snakes which are guarding it garuda manages to miniaturize himself he destroys this place he kills the uh, the the snakes and he takes the weapon uh, the 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 nectar and it is so interesting what garuda does is he is only focused on actually 
doing something uh, to free himself and his mother from this slavery. You know how Garuda is going to carry, he is flying as a bird. So he keeps the nectar when he's carrying, he, he, he holds like, you know, we hold a pitcher, right? He just holds it in his mouth and he's flying. No matter, for one moment also, he doesn't think actually that what I'm carrying in my mouth, close to my mouth, is actually Amrita, is the nectar of immortality. Uh, so immediately uh, Vishnu comes actually. He says, stops him, saying, "Why? Are, what is that you're doing? You're giving this nectar to snakes. He says, yes, I have to do this to free my mother and myself from bondage. But Vishnu tells him that in spite of having something so valuable, you did not desire this at all. So he immediately grants him uh, to become moksha as a nitya siddha. And he says, now from all notes, you will become my carrier. So This is actually the Leela that Bhagawan, seeing that the dedication and sincerity, he makes Garuda his carrier. That is why if you go to any temple, we have a representation here. In any temple, you see, there will be a Garuda Stamba. Actually, it is said that before you go to a temple, you should actually bow down to Garuda Stamba first. People may not know this, but that is how it should be. (laughs) That is actually the reason. You go to any temple in India, which is constructed according to proper Vedic principle, there will be a Stamba outside. It is called Garuda Stamba, actually. So... uh, you know, you have to take permission. <laughs> That's the way it is. So, of course, Indra also comes. And Indra also says, that is great, you got immortality, but you still cannot give the nectar to uh, to the Snagas. Because they are not destined to have this. They are wicked beings. So, he says, I will fulfill my promise of keeping the nectar. After, after I keep it, what you do, that I leave to you. So, when Garuda goes, he basically, uh, he says, okay, here it is, this is my deal, I have got the Amrita, now uh, they look at it, they say, yes, you and your mother are freed right away. But then Garuda just tells them that, you know, before you drink nectar, don't you think you should take bath or something? Yeah, they understand, yeah, why not be in a cleaner space, you know? So they all go, all the snakes go to take a bath. Immediately Indra comes and basically takes the pot away. So, Garuda doesn't have anything to do with it. He has delivered it. He's done. But interestingly, what happens is, because it is Amrita, a few drops of the nectar actually fall on the grass where it is kept. So, the snakes realize that this is gone away and the few drops, snakes actually come to, they try to lick that whatever little bit is left actually on the grass. So, because of that, their tongue, so that's why there's a reason why snake's tongue is forked. Because their tongue touches the the nectar, it it splits actually. But because of the grass also, uh, and as an aspect of the immortality, because some portion effect will be there, that is why snakes also shed their skin actually. This is another reason why. All All snakes shed their skin. And the grass which the nectar fell, it is actually uh, the kusa grass, which we use in lot of the you know, Vedic functions and everything. That is what we call Darba actually. You know, if people know. So that is the grass we use in, in these kind of uh, any puja or anything we do. That is the grass we use. So that is the significance of this actually, as told in Shastra. But the most important thing as we can see is how the dedication of Gar- Garuda is, you know, his his role is only to carry Bhagwan on his back. That is his service. 
and it is not as i said he is another stalwart person as a vaishnava we can he is a nitya siddha he is not a he is even bowed above all of us actually speaking so you can see how bhagwan actually cares and he has his associates always close to him and similarly bhishma pitama is another one like that so it shows how much love and affection uh, bhishma pitama had just in that context i will just explain a few of the you know the names the thousand names which actually which uh, bhishma pitama is actually composed right he says vasur vasumanas satyas sam vasur vasumanas satyas samatma samitas samaha amoga pundari kaksho vrishva karma vrishakrataha so vasu what he means in the when he composes lord krishna and he says bhishma pitama he means one who dwells in the hearts of his devotees one who dwells in the milk ocean one who is the wealth that is devotees bhakta seek he is the best among the vasus as we know uh, this is the meaning of vasuhu vasumanaha one who has a mind who thinks of his devotees as his treasure actually for for bhagwan everything is his creation just like for a for a parent or a child a parent we may have all the different belongings but children are the most dear to us similarly for bhagwan all of us are dear to him actually satyaha you know this is one who is made up of satya kamaha satya sachidanand vigraha he is always disposed towards the good then samatmaha one who has an even mind one example is this is even when lord krishna goes to duryodhana and even doesn't matter all the harsh words is said to him even by shushupala he is still smiling he has a very even mind we cannot be and the reason for that is because we are jivatmas and our nature is controlled by modes of goodness passion and ignorance bhagwan is actually above all of these actually samvitaha one who has left himself to be understood by his or controlled by his bhaktas this is another thing as just like as we see in this uh, in this leela with bhishma pitamaha that he lord krishna fights uh, bhishma pitama fights so valiantly that he injures you know even lord krishna it pierces his arrow uh, his armor of course for bhagwan this is a leela him sweating him going around or we can talk about in damodar leela as a young child he is running around he becomes dirty running in the wood mother ashoda binds him this is the leela which lord krishna actually shows he doesn't feel any pain he feels only happiness for all of us only happiness we feel pain and suffering for bhagwan the pain is about us jivatmas not coming back to him actually that is the pain he has then amogaha one who always gives these a pleasure to devotees samaha one who treats everyone equally even even ramana rama was there even rama said that even if ramana were to come now i will forgive him see that is the that is the equality we we may not be because we are we are not we, we are we are bound by material modes of ignorance passion and ignorance bhagwan is not actually so other thing is pundari kaksha one whose eyes are like lotus flower 
one who resides in the heart space as Paramatmaha, that's a Pundarikakshaha, and one who is the eye to all the residents of Goloka Vrindavana. This is also meaning of Pundarikaksha. Pundarikaksha means lotus actually. So, the lotus place is where he resides. The lotus-eyed one resides in the lotus-eyed place actually. So, this is some of the qualities of Lord Krishna. So, I know we can talk forever on this. Bhagwan's qualities and names can be expanded forever. But I will just end today's class. So, just wanted to share the most important thing what Bhishma Pitamaha is telling Yudhishthira Maharaj, right? Is, it doesn't matter we have all these difficulties in life, but as Brahmanas and as people as Vaishnavas, we should uphold Dharma. Following our Dharma, following our doing our Karma, uh, you know, whether we are being vegetarians and following regulative principles, these things are very important. And that's how we uphold Dharma actually. And for those people who are Brahmanas, who chant, who do other services and everything, we should also be respectful for them. Because without them, uh, this this world will not sustain. Only rain and everything comes because of Brahmanas. It is known, very well known. Without Without the worship of all this stuff, there will be no prosperity. So this is the but most important thing as Vishwampita says, in spite of any despotency and anything, in spite of trying circumstances, one should always follow Dharma. And there are many instances like we have heard of Harishchandra's story and everything like that. Some people must have heard. I don't want to tell today. But in spite of everything he went through, he uphold his Dharma. So that's what we should also do. So anyway, some of the beautiful descriptions of Lord Krishna's names as given by Bhishma Pitama. So... I will end my class. Hare Krishna, if any comments or questions or yes, Prabhuji. He no, he will have I, I, I think I get your question. We have prarabdha karma. We may have problem. What this brings us is one should it will give us the strength to sustain it. So certain prarabdha karma cannot be changed. You know I look today like this, correct? I have a colorful skin. I may have some health problem. It could be some because of in this lifetime and some from millions of lifetime. Right? But what as exactly as he said that I'll just, I'll finish, I'll let you finish your question but just to answer this to clarify, right? As long as one is in full cooperation with wishes of the Lord and strictly following the dharma and principles, there should be no cause of despondency however trying the circumstances of life may be. So like Kunti Devi, right? She she lost Karna. Karna was her son, right? But that is the part of Karma. You know, in Mahabharata war, he had to die. As a mother, she will feel pain for losing her son. But knowing that she surrendered to Lord Krishna, she accepts it. So, sorry, go ahead, Prabhuji. Let me finish your question. Uh, so if, if, so Prabhuji, if anyone, everyone takes initiation, everyone should become Bill Gates, right? Everyone has money problem in, in the world. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm just using argument. It doesn't work like this. Yes, you're right. What it does is, it will remove impediments and obstacles which will help you advance in spiritual life. 
let me be very frank right not everyone i mean in a real world today in kaliyuga not everyone is placed opulently in some regard right because whatever may be profession family many other things many vaishnavas take initiation doesn't mean their money problems go away right very fair question you are asking the, that's why i said to you the most important thing is the guru and shastra will guide us to remove impediments to make sure that spiritual progress is not going away right spiritual master is not a lottery ticket <laughs> some some yes some are past deeds and some will still be there you cannot say it is 100% if if it <clears throat> you that is also correct only this is a very deeper philosophical aspect you are asking it is correct if one is fully surrendered so the in in context one is the person who are taking initiation should be at this level and second is the level of surrender if you understand what i am saying if both are not there then it will not be gone away something will be there you are correct i i understand yes correct so it is it is right is if one is truly surrendered then then it will go away but some of it is also our own uh, test to make sure that we in order to get some surrender krishna will still decide to keep some it cannot just go like that because it is all arrangement by him and that is why it is said that for a bhakta one who is surrendered that difficulty that is why wonderfully written in this right in this shloka today is however trying the circumstance of life may be he will not let go of bhagwan you see what i'm saying one one who comes to that surrender level will say i have this difficulty but i will still he is my only cause as chaitanya mahaprabhu says ashlishya va padaratam finashtumam you reject me you don't love me you love me i have nowhere else to go it's like the child right the baby child doesn't matter what it feels happy or ness it will only go back to its mother and father so we only have him but yes you are right if the surrender is true and it is there impediments of impediments of uh, to take away to spiritual progress will be removed that's why i use a very practical example is everyone who takes shiksha diksha and all doesn't mean they had uh, a lottery ticket and tomorrow all money problems go away that is not like that that i'm being very practical and realistic but it is the spiritual impediments that is what is important yeah go ahead it is problems are coming because of our i'm just correcting the problems are always because of us not because of bhagwan yes yes they are they, they are different okay they are very different uh, they are all you can say they are uh, nitya they are liberated souls itself 
Okay. Do the Leela. It is only for the Leela aspect of it. That is correct. Me also, yeah. No, we are all, we can all say we are like that. But once we have realized that, as you said, that's why I said, this process is not one lifetime. You know, it is never one lifetime's process. As even Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Baunam Janmanam Ante, Pradesh. It takes millions of births of human births we keep taking and we progress, we come to this. We would have also been like Jagamadha or other things in many other births before. Slowly and steadily we come. You know, that is the fortune that they were there at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's time. We, we, are, we, we were not that, we are not that fortunate, we are not that qualified. <laughs> you see what I am saying? They did that much karma and punya to be at that time. We didn't do that. Right? Many people who may be Brajavasis who are born, you know, they have done that karma. It's okay, nothing wrong. We are here, we are also aspiring. Bhagwan loves all of us, Right? But the motivation should not be that way. Like, motivation should always be, uh, you know, when, even in Bhagavad Gita, we say, Chatur Vida Bhajante Maham, but those difficulties or whatever we may feel are because of our own uh, doing. You know, we have got it. At some point, slowly and steadily, they will be reduced. And then the Jivatma realizes that, you know, I have to do my karma. You know, I am undergoing something. But, I am still surrendered to you and I am happy. Right. I understand your point. But I... No, he... So, that is... But the thing is this. That is what he has shown by few examples. But that is not the... Uh, that is never the... What do you call? Uh, that is not the real motivation factor. So, as we say, paritranaya sadhunam vinashayasa dushnirtam, that's exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, Ravana and, you know, Kumbhakarna and Kamsa and all these people he had to do vadam, right? Or Hiranyakashipu or Hiranyaraksha, right? Like that. They are, yeah, that is true. They are also, they were Jaya Vijaya only, of course, but, but you're right. See, this is, that is correct in a way of motivation, but that is not the right uh, mood of devotional service to aspire. See, that, this is not a... It's a little subjective. I understand what you are asking, Prabhuji. It's a little subjective, but everyone will have different motivations. You know, as even Bhagavad Gita says, Chatur Vijaya Bhajante Maam. You know, people, four kinds of people approach him. Right? But then he says, right, the best person who approaches me is one who wants unalloyed devotional service. But the four kinds of people who also eventually come to that only. You see what I am saying? They, they will eventually come to that. If not in this lifetime, that is why Bhagavan also says in Bhagavad Gita that, yeah, we cannot just say, oh, it is, it is, it is, it is a nice uh, example that if someone like him can become, you know, a bhakta, then why, what to talk about us? <laughs> That is, see, that is, that is, we, that's why I said now, it is an external thinking, we think like this. But for him, see, that is why I said, there is a karmic path. 
it cannot be just erased. That's why I use the example saying, uh, spiritual process and, and initiation is to remove spiritual impediments. It cannot solve, you know, like, let me say an example. Prabhuji, you're, uh, you know, we may be working in a, you know, some IT company, whatever you want to say, in a good company. Tomorrow, just because someone becomes initiation doesn't mean he'll become a PhD scholar tomorrow, right? That's not possible. I mean, you, because that's why I used a very real example that Kaliuga, everyone has a money problem. It's perfectly fine. And one has to do work to sustain something. It is the strength which is given because of Shastra and Brahmana and Bhagavan to bear that. That is the strength. You're, it's a very good question you're asking, Prabhuji. It's, it's, they, they will ask it, but we can, you know, you cannot explain, you, you know, you can only explain certain points to, you know, at some level, you know, uh, like say, as you said, Kunti is an example for us and lot of other, uh, I mean, we don't know. There are so many people in this world, right? And many bhaktas are there, right? And many brahmanas are also there who are doing activities and living just by a brahmanical profession, right? You know, we may be sitting here in America and having all the luxury, but many people in India are there who are doing wonderful brahmanical services and everything like that, you know? Pujari said they are living a simplistic life, right? But see, that is that level of satisfaction they have. And that's why we should always respect those people who uphold dharma, you know. It is very important, you know. Uh, and again, it comes to the fact, but you are right, Prabhuji, it's a, it's a good question you ask is, can it be removed, uh, you know, all this karma will go away. Spiritual impediments will grow away. But the other thing is this, Prabhupada gave a nice example, actually. Uh, I can't remember in which class or somewhere he mentioned that uh, Going back to Bhagawan, it's like when we are on the planet Earth, right? We have an airplane and, you know, everyone is helping make the aircraft ready. Your spiritual master, your devotee, whoever else is there. You know, they are all making you the aircraft. The person who has to fly the aircraft, finally, to take off is you. <laughs> so, everyone can help us around. So, as you said, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a very practical example, a uh, lot of, you know, some people may take to the process at some point and, you know, even Prabhupada had many disciples and they're not there, you know, that's okay, whatever is their karma, what is their decision, you know, I'm not judging anyone here, but if we stop doing this, then uh, no matter you can say karma has gone away, then you can't blame that, you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's correct. So Good, good question. Thank you, Prabhuji. Okay. Anything else or Vindraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai.